beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's Word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Safer Podcast. We are back again. We made it. Yes. After our break, we did one. Now we're doing two. I'm so proud of us. I know, me too. We can do hard things, Suzanne. I know, I know. But actually, I'm really excited about what we have today because we're going to be talking about pursuing God, um, which is so awesome. But I don't yeah. know. What do you think, Stacey? Are you excited about today? I am. I am. I'm so excited about today. I actually, before we get into pursuing God, which I really am looking forward mm-hmm. to talking about, um, I just want to take a minute and celebrate. Like We've done some hard things over the last year, and if you're listening to this, you need to stop and celebrate some of the fruit that has been produced in your life over the last year. My husband and I were talking about this the other night, how we just keep putting more goals in front of ourselves and going and chasing that and working harder and doing doing more. And we don't ever stop and sit and savor the things that God has blessed us with. And so today I am definitely just in a mindset of, no, I need to stop and celebrate. Like God has been so faithful in personal relationships in my life. I mean, I could literally cry when I think about some of the fruit that I look back on and I reflect that I got to experience in 2023. But because it's the new year and I'm so focused on like moving forward with the next goal, I have not stopped to have gratitude in my heart, to have an idea of celebrating. And I was listening to some scholar talk about how the Old Testament is so geared around festivals and they would like have a party for a month and you had to come or you got in trouble. And I just think our culture doesn't celebrate the goodness of God enough. So um, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but is there one fruit that from last year that you really want to just say, man, I am so thankful. I want to celebrate God did this or God moved in this way. I mean, I think it's such, I love that you made this point because it's so true, especially this time of year. You're so right. We get so geared up for like, what can I do better this year? What can I change about myself? What, what can I do? What can I do? And not just you know, and the Old Testament is, and the New Testament, and the whole Bible is so much about remembering God's goodness um, and His promises and His fulfillment of those promises. And it is just so true. Like, you know, maybe that's what New Year's should be about. That that would be better, right? Like, yes. Instead of thinking about all the ways I can be better this year, like, what? where have I grown? Where have I um, been obedient? Where have I seen God's hand in my life? And I mean, I think that there's a lot that that we can do, but um, I think for me, just my family is stepping into a new uh, season and some um, opportunities that God has given to my family, and so I'm I'm really thankful to see how He's moved us through that through the last year to to step into some of these new opportunities for this year. But I actually don't want to talk about me for one second, which is unusual, I know. Oh, but, whatever. <laughs> but. I had a very small part in this, and I feel super proud of it, but I think that you have to share today the amazing work that you have done with some other ladies, because today you got to hold tangible fruit, so to speak, of what 
you've been working so hard on for the past year, year and a half? I know I was trying to think when we started it and I couldn't remember, but when we started it, it was more than a year ago. Oh, yeah. I know that. It was definitely sometime in 22. So I want you to share the fruit, the tangible fruit that you got to hold in your hand today. I want you to share that. Well, thank you for that. And it really is um, a result of remaining in the vine and then God producing this fruit. And so me and a few other ladies have been working really hard on creating a book. It's basically a year-long devotion that is designed for a woman to do with a mentor. And they work through it together, and it has different topics. And um, we have spent hundreds of hours writing, rewriting, editing, praying, um, meditating on, and we got the actual book in our hands today, and they're and beautiful. It's so pretty, they're yes. beautiful. It, so it that is definitely, I think, just um, watching you sit there and like literally seeing you savor God's goodness by holding that book and being so excited about it, and just like reveling in the beauty of what God's done through that. And like, no one's even got it in their hands yet. So I think it's amazing. You know what's in there, but the lives that it's going to be able to touch and bless, we haven't even got to see that yet. And so I'm super, super excited about that. And I'm excited about like, if you're not a part of Crosstown Church, so you don't this isn't something you get to do. We talked about it last time. We're going to walk you through some of this curriculum through the online saver, discipleship, membership, whatever we're calling it. Yes, it could that, change. That. It could change by the day <laughs> what we call it. Who knows? Um, but being able to take women who aren't even a part of Crosstown through some of this curriculum and just how it's going to bless them and how it's going to help them. And so kudos to you and Elizabeth and Pat um, who diligently worked on this. And, and Amanda, so, who was our editor. Oh, yes, and Amanda. Um, and so just, I'm so excited about it. And I'm just so proud of you ladies. And I can't wait to see God move through this this work that you guys have done. Yeah, it was. it is pretty surreal. It's a surreal day for me. And it did make me think, like, savor that, celebrate it. God has done a mighty work and it was hard. <laughs> and it was days when I just was like, I can't do this and I want to quit. But I kept telling myself, no, I can do hard things because God has equipped me. God has called me. God has given me everything that I need. And that's not just for me, you guys. That's not just for Suzanne. That's for you, the one right now that's listening, that you feel like you have lost a grip. You feel totally overwhelmed. God sees you. God hears you. You are in the trenches, maybe of a job that you don't like, that doesn't feel rewarding, or maybe you're in the trenches of motherhood, or maybe you're in the deep trench of wanting to be a mom, and you feel unseen, and you feel ill-equipped. I promise you, He will supply everything you need. Your job is to pursue Him. And so that's what we're going to hopefully help you with today, is learning how to pursue God. So... That's the topic that we're covering today. If that's something you're interested in, if you're kind of one of those people who you listen to the podcast and you're like, oh, that was a good nugget, or those girls make me laugh from time to time, I hope we make you laugh because I hope that we're funny and cheesy at times. We make we're each other laugh. We're definitely cheesy at times. <laughs> I'm so cheesy. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you've ever wondered, like, what does it look like to pursue God? That is a question that we're going to help you answer today. I think it's a really good question. Um, probably sharing too much. My daughter might kill me, but I, I don't care. She might. She won't listen to this for six months. So Tyler, we love you. You <laughs> yes, know we, we love you. But it's. I think this is true for any any parent. 
um, as their daughter's dating and, you know, as they get older, because she's 26. And so when they're dating, you think about, like, it's different when, like, my son's dating at 16 than when my daughter's dating at 26. I'm like, oh, this is someone she could potentially want to marry and be with. And so it's always like it's made us start thinking at in my house, what does it look like to say you're a Christian or to say you believe in God? Because obviously those are the things that I want for my daughter's spouse, right? Whether she does or not is different. That's up to her. But the things that you pray for as a mom, but we're like, so it just led us to a conversation. Not This is not about who she is dating, but just led us down a path to talk about what do people mean when they say they pursue God or they're Christians or whatever. And I think there's such a wide range of what people mean. Um, but I think today is kind of what, what we think about when we say, well, I'm a Christian, I pursue God. And what does that look like for you in your life? You know, what does that look like? Yeah, I I think that's such a good question that we do need to talk about. So when we started talking about this ahead of time and thinking about it, I looked up the definition for pursue and I found out a very interesting definition for the word pursue, you know, because I'm like, I want to pursue God. Well, before you go any further with that, you should probably think about how you pursue God, because the first definition that comes up for pursue is to follow in order to overtake, to capture or to kill. And I, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully that's not the definition we're going to adopt today. As it is not. <laughs> it's not. But it hit me when I was reading that, and I was like, "How many times do I say, oh, I want to pursue God, but what I really want to do is take over and control things and put God in a box and say, God, come along and bless this, give me this, provide that for me, do this in this moment." Instead of the second definition for pursue is to chase after or to follow close upon something. And so I just want you to think about that when you're thinking about pursuing God, because there is this subconscious idea that there is a pursuit. I'm going after that thing to take it over. That's not how we want to pursue God. We want to follow behind, to chase after him, that he is leading and we are following. But I don't practically live my pursuit of God like that every single day. And so it was sort of convicting to me because sometimes I just start running out the gate and then I'm like, come on, God, let's go. And he's going, did you want to pause and talk to me for a second before you just started running? And I think that's so cool because you think about too, like sometimes we all do this. So I'm not saying like you do this and I don't. We pursue God for the things that we want. Oh, girl, that word preaches right, right to my heart. And like, we should want the things that we, that happen in our lives when we pursue God, but sometimes those aren't the things that we think we want, right? We're pursuing mm-hmm. things we want instead of things we need kind mm-hmm. of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love what you said when we were talking is that like that first definition, sometimes in our pursuit of God, we're killing the things that we need, right? We're killing His will for our life because we're chasing our own. Yes. But thinking we're going to get that just by pursuing God, right? Like I, like saying, I'm a Christian, and so I'm going to have all this um, blessing in my life. But our definition of blessing can look very different, right, than what God's definition of blessing is for our life. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. we could do a whole nother podcast on that, but I'm just saying— I, I love the um, the difference in those definitions because that's how we live oh, in our we pursuit. We're doing one or the other all the time. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's such a good point. So I was kind of reflecting on that about my 
own personal time with the Lord and how do I approach that in my prayer life, in my scripture reading. And I'm not saying if you're in this position, this isn't to make you feel bad. This is just to bring light to maybe a different way to approach God. Um, and we're going to get into some of the ways that we do this. But but when I think about it, am I more often than not in my prayers asking him for answers or asking him to give me something or asking him for a solution to my problem or am I simply seeking his presence, whatever he wants to bring that day, whatever he wants to provide that day? And, and I'm not saying you shouldn't take problems to the Lord. You should. But if that is the only way that you are pursuing him is that he's going to bring a solution to your problem, then you might want to expand how you pursue him. And you might want to begin just simply seeking his presence, which sometimes looks like sitting in silence for 10 minutes and not feeling anything. The other day, I got this impression from the Lord when I was sitting, and he said, I, I, he didn't audibly say it, but I, I felt in my spirit, hey, are you seeking a feeling or a foundation on which mm. to build your life? And I was like, "You better write that down." You I did, and one of on, one of my put that on social media or something for somebody. <laughs> in one of my umpteen journals, I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> That's but our it, problem. We have too many journals, so we never can find the thing that we need to share. I know, but it was. It was like, "Are you chasing this feeling of like feeling good, feeling satisfied? Are you seeking after the foundation of Christ on which you are to build your life?" And I again, it's not. We should go to God with our problems. We should seek. We should ask for things we want. I mean, the Word tells us we can bold, boldly approach the throne of grace, and we should be seeking things like that from God. But I do think it's what you're saying. Like, if you're only pursuing God to get, 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 with hand, are your hands open, really, to what He has for you? And it's a hard place. I mean, we all get there. We all, especially in times of distress, right? Yes. Like, it, we're not saying it's wrong. Again, I just want to reiterate that because you should go to God. You should ask him for the desires of your heart. But I think what happens is when we don't pursue God and what he has for us with open hands, then when the storms come, we're easily, our faith is easily shaken. Yes. Right? And that's not that's not what pursuing God is about. I think that's what we're trying to get to is that even when we don't get the thing, even when the problem gets worse and not better, when you've been seeking God's answers and, and help through that, right? Even when are we still going to pursue God? Yes. Or is that when we stop? Right. Because if you stop when you're not getting the things that you think you want or that you think you need, then you've not been pursuing God. You've been pursuing what he can give you only. Mm. That is so true. Okay, so where do we start? So what are some practical ways um, that we can begin pursuing God? Well, when I think about it, it's like, you know, don't, it's not like this big um, mathematical equation that only Einstein can solve, right? Like, because we think it's like this big feat. It's like, um, I love what you put. You put start simple and start mm -hmm. where you are, you know, say a prayer, you know, um, God, I love you, and I want to pursue you today. Show up for me today and show me how to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, love ask that. ask the Holy Spirit for help. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful way to start. Start simple and start where you are. Don't, don't think, well, I don't know what to do. 
like you just said, what a beautiful prayer. And I think I've shared it on here before, but one of the first things I started praying a long time ago was, God, give me a desire to desire you. And so that was a simple place that I started from 20 years ago. And since then, he has faithfully answered that prayer. Because y'all, when I started this, I didn't have this overwhelming desire to get in his word. It was like, I know that's what I'm supposed to do, so I guess I'll do it. And so I began asking him to give me a desire to desire him. And boy, he's blown me away. So I started simple and I started with a prayer and I love the prayer you just said. So if you don't know where to start, start there. And I, and if you've been doing this for a while or you're new to this or whatever, I think I wrote I wrote some notes because I think I was just in this season. I think I'm trying to come out of it a little bit. But we go through seasons with the Lord, like where you feel like, oh, you have so much intimacy and you're hearing his voice all the time and it just feels great. And in and, and those seasons, you need to store up that goodness because then there's going to be seasons where it feels dry, right? Like I... I be honest, I recently just, I, I've been feeling that way over the last few months. And um, I think of a lot of it has to do with just the work and working for the Lord. And it's like, it kind of steals some intimacy from it sometimes. And so I've restarted that prayer. Lord, you know, give me the desire to desire you. And um, that's something that Stacy shared with me years ago. And so I am, I'm excited about getting up in the morning right now, but that's not mean that in six months I might not hit that dry. So you have to be willing. It's not always about the desire to do it. It's about the discipline to do it in those seasons, because I think he will, mm-hmm. he will always meet you there and he will refresh that desire. Yeah. And I love that. I love that it's more about the discipline too. Um, I was listening to a guy talk about how people will say to him, well, I'm just not a disciplined person. And he was like, honestly, the reality is nobody is. Nobody is. But we discipline ourselves to be disciplined. Um, And scripture talks about that. And scripture talks about how we are to be disciples. We are to discipline ourselves unto Christ and let Christ lead. And that's the next step. So start simple, start where you are, and then start with surrender. Mm -hmm. And because I think that's a big thing. So after I prayed the give me a desire to desire, then I said, God, give me a heart to surrender because I'll be honest that's hard for me sometimes i don't want to yield or surrender my will my desire my plan to the lord because it doesn't always look the same and so i think that's the next step in this pursuit of god and to follow after him is being willing to surrender to what god knows is best for me because I don't know what's best for me. I think I know what's best for me, but I am like a three-year-old looking at a picture or looking at the situation with the adult mother being like, you don't really know. You don't know. I mean, honestly, my intelligence level compared to God's omniscience and his ability to know all things of all times forever and ever and ever, um, I really don't. So I need to be willing to surrender to him because he is a good and holy God and he is not out to harm and he is not out to hurt. And if he is calling me to something, it is for my good, even if it doesn't feel good. Amen. Say that again. (laughs) Even if it doesn't feel good. Yes. Um, But yeah, so pursuing, I just had this thought as you were talking to, is that pursuit is about position. 
Mm. Like, how are we positioning ourselves with the Lord in prayer, in reading His Word, in worship, in gratitude, in serving, in community? Like, those are the kind of things that I think about when I think about pursuing God. Where am I positioning myself in my life? Am I positioning Mm. in surrender? Am I positioning in prayer? Am I positioning in worship and gratitude and all of those things? Um, so yeah, I think those are some, some tangible things that we can do and talk about as you desire to pursue God. Yeah. And one of the other things that I have found is positioning myself physically. Um, so whether that's a a physical posture in the morning or weekly rhythms of posturing myself, like, Mm -hmm. do you attend a local church in person? I think that's important because part of pursuing God is being in community with other people who are also pursuing God. And so I do think a lot of the pursuit is how we position our heart, our mind, and our physical body. And so I think that's another good place to begin asking yourself. If you're someone who listens to a lot of podcasts, which, hey, that's me. I love a good podcast. I listen to five sermons a week, probably. Um, You know, if that's you, good. That's good. But if that's you and you don't also pair that with being plugged into a local church, I want to encourage you in love today. Today is the day that God is saying, get plugged in, because you know what? God loves his church. That is his bride, and he loves his church. And you've got something to offer to the other people there. So get plugged into it. That's a way we pursue God. Yeah, and if you don't know how to choose a church or or you know, you're not sure where to start with that, we're actually gonna do a podcast coming up soon about, you know, things to look for when you're trying to find a local church that you wanna be a part of. So stay tuned for that. That's just a quick note in case you're not sure where to start with that. That's right. Absolutely. So Susie and we were talking before we started recording and you were sharing some verses that kind of really were speaking to you, some of God's word that was really speaking to you about pursuing him. And I loved um, just the passion in your voice when you were sharing that with me. It was it was so authentic. And so I'd love for you to just share with all of our friends that are listening, what are those truths in God's word that were really stirring in your heart? And what are some of those words that kind of jumped off the page for you? Um, So I love that you said that there was passion in my voice, because I, again, coming out of a season where I haven't felt very passionate about the word. And so I have been praying that, but I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, this does, and I know you had mentioned, um, this requires some intentionality, and it requires effort from us. And so those are the things I was thinking about as I was thinking about pursuing God. And I sounded passionate because I just had read this this morning. And so that's what happens when you when you discipline yourself to be in the Word and to do these things to pursue God. The passion will come. The passion, you cannot rely on passion for your pursuit. Ooh, just stop right there. Say that again. Somebody needs to hear that today. You can't rely on passion for the pursuit, or at least for sustaining the pursuit, right? The passion comes from the pursuit. That's mm. how it works for me anyway. Mm. Um, so Y'all, I, she's I, preaching today. I, that is, mm, <laughs> She is on fire. Um, so I was reading this morning, and I ended up in Deuteronomy 4, and I won't go into all of that, but you can go read what's going on. Moses is basically telling them, to remember the things that God's done and he can't go into the promised land and all this stuff. And so he also tells them it's in Deuteronomy 4. And I love the words. I love that we both landed on words for today, like looking up definitions and they're 
And you know the definitions to these words, but sometimes looking them up renews the meaning for you. Yes. And so I was reading in Deuteronomy 4, and in verse 1, it says, diligently watch yourselves. Diligently watch yourselves. And he goes on to say, so that you don't make idols. Mm. And then down in verse 23, then he says, be careful not to forget the covenant, the promises, so that you don't make idols. So it was all about um, making idols. And I looked up the word diligently, and it said it requires persistent work and effort. Mm. And I was like, yeah, it's going to require diligent work and effort on our part to not create idols. I love this, too, because number one, it's already telling us we are people who are going to make idols. Yes, Period. and if you're thinking, not me, I don't have an idol. Yes, you yes, do. Yes, you do. We all Because I think that sometimes I'm like, Suzanne is always talking about idols. I don't have an idol. And I'm like, oh, really? I think you do have idols, and I think you know them. The Lord's like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, we all have them. Now, you might rely on them more times than others or be, you know, whatever. But we all have idols. We are a people who make idols. That's what I got from that. Um, and so watch yourselves. I even looked up watchful, and it, I loved it because it said to be alert. And it made me think of 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, where it talks about stay alert and of sober mind because you have an enemy who is, um, you know, what does it say? Wandering around or something, looking for someone to devour. And guess who that person is? It's you. It's you. It's me. The enemy wants to devour us, so we have to stay diligent and watchful. And then I loved how he said, be careful not to forget the covenant and make an idol. Um, and being careful is making sure to avoid potential danger or harm. Mm. So it just spoke to me that when we're not pursuing God diligently, watchfully, carefully, we are opening ourselves up to harm. Yeah. And God is such a good God, though, because if you keep reading in Deuteronomy 4, when you get to verse 29, it says, but from there, from those places where you have walked away, where you have not pursued God, where you have made idols— you will search for the Lord, your God, and you will find him when you seek him, when you pursue him with your whole heart and all of your soul. And then it goes on to say that he will not leave you and he will not forget his promises because he's a compassionate God. Mm. And it's like, yeah. So even if we haven't been pursuing God, he's compassionate. And when you seek him, when you pursue him, you're going to find him. Yes. I love that. I love that you were in Deuteronomy 4, and I love that you looked up those words and they kind of um, resonated with you. And what you were doing is you were being intentional mm-hmm. in, in seeking out God's word, seeking out God's truth. It required intentionality on your part. And that is one of the things that stood out to me. If we are not intentional, apathy will set in. You cannot live on last month's encounter with God to sustain you. It needs to be daily. Jesus says, I will give you daily bread. We need to be intentional pursuing him and seeking him every single day day. Some days we may be able to linger longer in the word. Some days it may be a prayer in the car, a worship song in the morning. I started this morning uh, with a worship song because I was just, there was a storm raging in my heart and I normally typically will start reading scripture first, but it was like, I tried and I was just angry. And so I'm like, nope, I'm going to put on a worship song, but you have to be intentional because if not, then an apathetic attitude will take place. And you'll be like, yeah, God spoke to me last September. (laughs) And then next thing you know, it's January and you're like, oh, 
yeah, I haven't really pursued God since last September. And listen, if that's you, we're not we're not condemning you or trying to embarrass yeah, you about that. There. We we cycle in that. And so but one of the things that has helped is just being intentional and pursuing. And I love that you were in Deuteronomy 4. I actually was in Deuteronomy 30. Um and I this is kind of when this I was reading this a while back ago, and it just came to me. I actually wrote it in my Bible. God, may I follow this three-step plan to pursue you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just starts out by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, by holding closely to Him, for He is your life, your good life, your abundant life. Don't we all want an abundant life? It only comes through pursuing God. Mm-hmm. He is our fulfillment the length of our days, that we may live in the land which the Lord promised and swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so for me, when I read that, it was like, okay, what's the three-step plan to pursue God? Love the Lord, obey His voice, and hold closely to Him. And so if you want to know, start simple, start with surrender, love the Lord, obey his voice. That's part of surrender. And then holding closely to him. That literally is translating chasing after, closely after him. And I think those are ways that we can begin pursuing God. It's not like you said, it's not this big, huge plan that has to be orchestrated where you need 17 commentaries and every lexicon and every resource. You need Bible and you need him. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good. And, and I think um, and that's all you need, but I think uh, a good thing is to bring community around you. Like you said, get in a local church, um, practical things, you know, join a small group, join our mentorship here at Crosstown. If you're not part of Crosstown, that's why we're starting this discipleship membership thing yeah. um, where we can help you and walk with you and help you pursue God. It's much harder to pursue God all by yourself and sustain that than when you're walking in um and doing life with people who are also pursuing God. Oh, absolutely, 100%. It, we are not designed to do this alone. Mm-hmm. And being in community, it's one of our core values at Saver. That is one of the core values that we have is community because we have been blessed by community, you and I personally, like in launching Saver Ministries. Like that's a very daunting task, y'all. It's It's been, <laughs> there have been that's nights nice where I'm like, what the heck was I, why, why did we say we would do this? Why didn't I just keep doing what I was doing? It's daunting, but you know what Suzanne and I did? We got in community with other women who are called into ministry, who are launching businesses in ministry. And what we have done is we have pursued God in community with these other women. And we just finished yesterday a call with that group of women. And it was amazing to listen to what God's doing. And I don't know about you, but when I got off the call, I was like on fire. I'm like, yes, Lord, I see you moving and I see this. And I know that those women are praying for me and you and we're praying for them. And being in community is one of the things that will spur us on. Yeah, talk about fire. I, I always feel fired up when I get after those calls. And yesterday I was so sad because I had to go get my oil changed. And then I had to come home and cook dinner. And all I wanted to do was like get into the content and all the stuff that we're making for this um, membership. And I just, I was so like, I wasn't angry, but I was like, oh, why do I have to do things like cook dinner for my family? I just want to work. Like, and I'm like, who am I? But yeah, that's what community does. They fire you up. They spur you on. They encourage you. 
Um, so if you don't if you don't have a community, we have a little Facebook community that we're growing and it will grow and hopefully um, we can interact with one another there. That's one of the things that we've had through this um mentorship thing that we've been doing online and like we were all so bummed yesterday that it was ending and we weren't going to be able to talk on the Facebook page and she was like no I'm not gonna get rid of that yet and we were all like yay thank you Um, so you know if you don't have somewhere to plug in yet and you're and you're looking for that but because in-person community is best but there can be community that grows online and that's what we're trying to help people do who don't have that community. So there'll be a link in the show notes for our Facebook community page. If you want to come and join us over there um, and just, you know, yeah, hang out with us. And if you're like me and you're not believing in the whole online community thing, cause I was like, y'all, I, I mean, I just don't think online community is going to do it until I spent the last six months mm-hmm. in community with these women online had never met them before and I am telling you, God has formed incredible bonds. Like I could mm-hmm. cry thinking about some of those women in that group. And you know, you could pick up the phone and call them or text them any day. Like oh they, yeah. It's so it starts online, but it builds. And I think it's been a I think it's been a real um, eye opening experience for us because we did downplay what we could do online. Um, but I think it's been really really cool to see the bonds that we've made on an online thing. And so it's just been really cool. And it's been very confirming that, no, you're doing the thing that I want you to do right now. Yeah. And this is great for you if you're an introvert. So if you're an introvert (laughs) listening to this, just come join the Saver Facebook community page. It is of no obligation to you. And you can just get on there and listen and you can see what we're doing. um, And, you know, kind of, Try it out. Test drive it. See what yeah. you think. You can always leave it. That's right. We, we annoy you. <laughs> or you can just block us if you <laughs> yeah. want to. Why would you, though? I mean, come on, y'all. We, we're we looking kind of cute today in our little um, our trucker back hats. And <laughs> yeah. We're so cute. We're, yeah. we're so cute, I you guys. I don't know if people would say that. <laughs> well, um, so that brings us to our savor moment. So we want to pursue God. We, we've talked about some verses that we can meditate on, but what is a practice? practical thing um, that we can do, Suzanne. You set up the like what you okay. want them to do in the saver moment, and I'll come in with the food. You're coming with the good part? Thanks, <laughs> Stacey. All right. So we've talked about pursuing God, and we've talked about a lot of words, right, that um, help us in our pursuit. Intentionality, um, diligence, uh, being careful, alert, watchful. And so one of the things um, that we'd like you to do is to take your calendar whether that's paper or online, however you like to do it, and um, be very intentional with your time. Look at it for three days. Look at it for two days. Just do it for tomorrow. Whatever your brain, wherever your capacity is right now, and schedule in 10 minutes. Just find 10 minutes in those days, whether you have to set your alarm for 10 minutes early or you decide you're going to take a little bit longer of a shower, but you're going to be really intentional. Hey, that's super practical. You shower, hopefully, at least every other day, you know. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. just kidding. And you can use those things that you're already doing and make it God time. Yeah. Right? Driving. Just, but I want you to look at your schedule and I want you to actually write it in there. My 10 minutes with God today. Um, And start there. And that is pursuing God. 
for sure. And I will just add to that a little bit. It may require a sacrifice. Mm. So you may have to sacrifice scrolling on social media. You may have to sacrifice online shopping. You may have to sacrifice binge watching a show on TV. But we're asking you, we are encouraging you, put it in your calendar, 10 minutes where you are going to pursue God, where you are going to seek God, where you are going to be diligent, where you are going to be watchful, where you are going to be alert. I promise you the reward that you will receive will be so much greater because you will encounter the God of the universe. His word tells us in James 4, 8, when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Even though it goes on to say, you double-minded sinners. Like he's like, I get it. I know who you are and I still want to be in relationship with you. I get it. You're going to make an idol and I still want you. Yes, because he is faithful to his covenants. So in the same way that you're having to plan out some time to be intentional and to seek time with God, to seek the presence of the Lord, I have a great hack for you guys. Suzanne's always giving me a hard time about um, my recipes and how hard they are. Suzanne, I promise you, you will do this and you will love it. Oh, can't wait. Okay, you you guys, I'm going to include the link in the show notes. If you do not know how to get to our show notes, wherever you listen to podcasts, click on the About More section and scroll through it and there will be hyperlinks that you literally click and it will take you to this. It'll take you to our Facebook page, all of that. But what I'm going to share is this link to these Parker House style rolls. Y'all, oh my goodness, if you have not had a Parker House style roll, you need to get one of these in your life. So you go to the freezer section of the grocery store and you buy them. They are frozen rolls. You take them out of the freezer and you put them in two of them at a time in one muffin tin. Okay, you grease the muffin tin, drop two frozen pieces of dough in that muffin tin, leave it on the counter and let it thaw out for an hour. Then you leave it on the counter covered with like a cloth for two more hours they will like quadruple in size. They get giant. They overflow the tin. Pop them things in the oven for 15 minutes. Put some salted butter on top of them when they come out. And I am telling you, they are the best rolls you have ever eaten in your life. And what you had to do was simply be intentional with your time. Not a lot of hard work, intentionality of your time to seek and pursue the bread of life. Because I know that's cheesy, but he said it about himself. And we love to eat food and especially bread. bread. So that's a recipe I can get behind. So I can't wait to do that one. I know. I'm going to go home and eat them right now because, well, I can't. I'll have to wait three hours. This is also good because it teaches us delayed gratification. (laughs) Oh, yes. I need delayed gratification in my life. I do. I do. Well, thanks for joining us today. We love you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful week being diligent, watchful, and intentional. See you next time. Thank you for being with us today here at Savor. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit CrosstownChurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.